Oh my god! There's a rat! Ah! What? <laughs> what? On mom's socks! Oh my oh god! Oh my god! Ah! Freya, come! It's a mouse. It's a rat? <laughs> How'd it get in though? I don't know. Welcome to Off the Bean Path, but not lost. With Tony, Kristen, Kylie, and Lexi. <laughs> Join us on this RV full-time living journey across the beautiful United States. Where the fellas? Welcome to episode 106. Today we're going to talk about pests in your RV. All the pests, not not your kids or your husband, but or your wife. <laughs> the uh, the creepy crawly things and the the mice critters critters all the things. First, if you need the show notes for this episode or any of our episodes, you can find them at the episode number. So thefailos.com slash one zero six for this episode. So this episode was triggered because we have we had a message come in from Where Wild Things Grow on Instagram, and they asked, bugs, mice, and critters getting into your RV, is this often? That's the thing that's freaking me out the most. And I actually said, this was, by mind you, on 11-1 that <laughs> we got this <laughs> message. On 11-2, I say, such a great question, and then I said, we'll actually add that to a, you know, a podcast episode. Um, but we've actually been pretty lucky. You know, we didn't have, we've only had like ladybugs and we'll get into a couple stories in this podcast, but we've only had a couple issues, no mice or anything like that. And she's like, great. We talked back and forth. I think it was like four days later. Maybe even, not even. Yeah. I think it was either like three or four days later, we had a mouse <laughs> in <Yeah>. our house. <laughs> she jinxed us. Um, so this was triggered by that question, and then our mouse incident, we were like, yeah, let's do that like as soon as we can. Um, so that's what this episode is about today. But needless to say, we've actually been pretty lucky. I think we only have maybe three stories. So far. <laughs> Number one, uh, we stayed at a rest area one time. Do you remember where that rest I, area was? I believe was? it was uh, Wyoming, just outside of South Dakota. I think we were on our way to South Dakota. We got there in the dark and not necessarily the porch light, but the light over the door was on for some reason. We were going in and out and there was a lot of like large moths there and some of them got in. I didn't even know that. I didn't know there were large moths there. I just know that after we left there, <laughs> we had random every time we'd be driving and it, luckily there weren't like a bunch of them. Yeah. I mean, there were like probably, I don't know, seven or eight. Yeah. Maybe 10. They came out at different times. There's only like one or maybe two out at one time. And we'd kill it. And then all of a sudden, like five hours later or four hours later, there'd be another one. We're like, what in the world? And it's this is a funnier story because our oldest is like deadly afraid of yeah, for, moths. for some reason, Kylie's always yeah. had like a <laughs> huge fear of moths. We all have our thing, right? I have kids. Kids scare me. <laughs> <laughs> that are not my own. Actually, my own kids scare me too sometimes, but kids scare me. Like if you put a kid in a scary movie, I'm out. Like I can't watch scary, <laughs> scary movies with kids. Um, Kylie's is moths. And <laughs> so that was fun. <laughs> like terror, pure yeah. terror from moths. 
she, I think she read an article once. She, by the way, the kids aren't on this episode. They didn't have the stomach to be on this one. <laughs> sure. <laughs> she read some kind of article or something about um, moths that lick tears or something. Yeah, it was some sort of South and- American moth that. <laughs> Drank tears from horses or something. And she read it when she was like six. And so ever since just, then, she's been deathly afraid of them. That just stuck with her. Yes. <laughs> um, it's actually pretty annoying, that fear of moths. Because they're like we, the nicest bug. <laughs> yeah, I would say, if you're going to be afraid of anything, be at least be like terrified of scorpions or something. But <laughs> So that was one issue. Um, it, it was probably like 10. Once we killed those 10, they were gone. Yeah, it was like a span of a few days. It'd just be like a random, all of a sudden there'd be a moth dive bombing you because they like the lights, you know, and they, they come out from whatever little nook and cranny they were in and they were just like flutter around all, you know, erratic. <laughs> and it's But they were huge. Yeah, they were, they big. were like bigger than a half dollar yeah. size. I mean, they were big. So they weren't babies. They didn't like breed or anything. Yep. I, don't, I don't know. But yeah, and eventually just... we got them out. Just like I said, <laughs> in a, just whatever. Maybe within a week they were eradicated. The second issue we had, we've actually had it twice now, was ladybugs. Twice? Yeah, the first time we had it. The first time we went to North Dakota. Well, while we were there, was it after too? No. No, okay. not too bad after we left. Yeah, it was um, just kind of like while we were there. Mm-hmm. I, re- I do remember having some ladybug problems, but not like this. Yeah. And then this time, we were there in October. It's now January 2nd, and we're still killing ladybugs. Yeah. I killed six today in the bathroom. <laughs> I count of- them. I count them as I get them. <laughs> They're coming out of everywhere. It's crazy. Uh, we'll talk about, like, some tips later. I don't know if you should trust our tips since we're still killing ladybugs, but <laughs> we're here for it. And then the third incident was the mouse. Uh, and we talked about this now a couple times on a... Like, well, we talked about it on the last podcast. So we were staying in the Valley of Gods, and uh, we were doing a podcast, and <laughs> Kylie sees a mouse at the end of the podcast. And it was so funny because we actually catch it on the podcast, and Tony put put it in the bloopers of that one. And it's the um, Beavers one, which which is... Um, yeah, we were talking about Colorado and stuff, and... It episode just, 101. So yeah. the fails.com slash 101. Skip all the way to the end to the bloopers. Actually, why don't you just take that clip and put it in this I'll one? I'll put it in here. Yeah. She was just sitting at the right angle. Otherwise, we would have never known. She was. She had her back to the wall on the couch, and she was facing the front of the RV, and uh, she just happened to notice some movement or something, and uh, sure enough, there was a little mouse that had just peeked out from behind. Like, up there we have some technology stuff. We have computer and and it just kind of like peeked out from behind there and hung out and watching us us. (laughs) he's watching us do the podcast yeah so we talk all about it on i think our last episode about the whole thing about how tony tried catching it and we'll talk about it later in this one too but he was such a friendly mouse yeah it wasn't he was not afraid of me really it was a sad story so that's our the first chapter was not sad i know and then he we what? think he came back. Like, we looked up these mice, and it says, you know, if, if you don't take them more than, what was it, like, more than a mile away, yeah. they can come back. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I took it at maybe a couple hundred yards away, and we think it came back. So we'll get into the stories there later, but those are our three main issues with pests. 
in our RV. And then, oh, I sh- we should mention that we'll talk about later, like, as we get into some of, like, the prevention stuff. You know, we've had a little bit of sugar ants in Florida. And, you know, we've had a spider or two or three or, you know, probably more than that. Yeah. Um, we've had a couple stink bugs. Um, bees. There was a couple Once bees in Once in a while, bees here. get in. Yeah. I mean, just random things that happen in every house, obviously. Uh, but RVs are different than houses, and we'll get into that as well. Yep. So let's get into pest management and mm-hmm. why it's so important. Because they're gross. Yep. And they can carry germs and or diseases, depending on what kind of bugs they are. So health and safety is high on the list. Mm-hmm. Of, they can trigger allergies. I yep. mean, it's funny. Kylie can smell certain bugs. Like ladybugs have a smell. She said uh, that for years. And I'm like, what? You can <laughs> smell ladybugs? Give me a break. But this past year and at the beet harvest with those ladybugs, I can smell them now. Yes. It smells like earth. <laughs> Another reason is to protect your RV. Uh, you can get damaged. They like to chew on wires. I mean, I was very worried about that mouse because yeah. it was up by my computer and my server and all of that, and I didn't want it to, like, be chewing on something. And I've heard stories and read stories, seen YouTube videos of people who have had extensive damage from mice and rats from chewing their wires. Yeah, they, I mean, down in the desert areas, everyone leaves their, I mean, maybe it's not just deserts, I don't know, but we see it a lot in the desert yeah. area where they leave like their hood up so yep. that they don't get the pack rats. Yeah, they there. don't, so the, the, yeah, the pack rats don't think that it's some sort of den and then start to move in and ca- create havoc. So, There's actually yeah. a guy here that leaves his. I mean, I see them all over the place, all over in Arizona, especially New Mexico, Texas, even. We've seen a lot of, even in Utah a little bit, um, I've seen a lot of hoods up. They'll mess with your insulation and yep. your structures. And they do this in houses, too. So this isn't something that's new, you know, to people that have had a house. Yeah. If you have, I mean, we had a farmhouse. We had a few critters come into our yep. house. I mean, we may have had more mice problems in our house. We had one little run of mice that we had to get some traps and yeah. get them. But other than that, there was never, uh, like, a long-term problem. no. No, but we had like a, we had a farmhouse and it was in a farm. So we would get, you know, we had the little farm yep. mice. We had, and we had other issues uh, at certain times of the year. In the spring, box, box elder, elder bugs once in a while we'd get. We'd had a little ladybug issue. Well, sometimes they like to congregate in little corners of, mm-hmm. you know, sunny, sunny areas. So we'd go out there with like the sprayer and like, I think we used to mix up uh I think they used to say like Dawn dish soap and I don't know, vinegar or something. Mm-hmm. We used to make this little concoction and go out there with a little sprayer and spray them. Hey, we need that now. I'm not doing it in the house. Well, no, we need to do it outside. We could. <laughs> but either way, you don't want them in there. You don't want them building nests and you don't want them yeah. creating little uh, areas where they're comfortable mm-hmm. and they want to stick around. The third reason is quality of life, right? You don't want to live with a bunch of bugs yep. and mice in your house. It's gross. Yep. It's dirty. It's gross. You don't want it. Which brings me to the last major reason, and that's food safety. You know, they can get into your food, um, contaminate food, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, just cause problems in general. Yeah, carry germs around on their little feet. Yeah, disgusting. Again, you have all these problems in houses as well as RVs, but RVs are just a little bit harder to work with, and these are some reasons why. They can be a little bit more vulnerable. Yeah, they're a little bit more vulnerable (laughs) to pests. 
One reason is there's limited space. When you have more of confined space like in an RV, it makes it more susceptible to larger or quicker infestations. A, like a smaller infestation can quickly become overwhelming in a smaller environment. For example, we had some donuts in a box. Oh, yes. In the microwave. Yep. He put it in the microwave to stop pests. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was, it was a good spot. But the ants knew they were there from outside. <laughs> yeah. And they formed a line from their nest outside, their little ant hill, <laughs> like into the RV somehow. In a perfect single file line, they came in and they devoured our donuts. In our RV, though. So, in the in, RV. In the, in the RV, inside of the microwave. Yeah. It's Somehow not like they, they were all over the place. They specifically knew where they were going <laughs> to get donuts. And that's different in a house. I mean, if you put donuts in a microwave in a house, you'd probably be safe yeah. for the most part, I think. <laughs> but I kind of tracked it down. They were coming in through the side of the RV where there's a, there is a seal where the slide goes out. They're ants, and they can get through pretty much any space. Mm -hmm. Just a tiny little you know, a couple millimeter hole, and they were in. We had that taken care of fairly quickly. Yeah, it was just that one incident, yep. And then we kind of learned we really can't leave. We started putting everything, like, sealing it either in, like, a Ziploc. Somebody told me to put the syrup in the fridge, which I don't like, but we had to do it because it's, like, pure sugar. We don't do that now, though. No. Nope. No. And we haven't had any problems since. Yeah. That was just Florida. It was Florida and it Texas. It was Texas, yeah. Yeah. Florida and Texas, so bad. Another reason why RVs are different is we're mobile and yep. we're constantly moving to new locations that expose us to different types of pests. So, for example, we've told you a few stories. We went to that rest area with the moths. Mm -hmm. We were in North Dakota with ladybugs, <laughs> Florida with ants. Um, they also have like, I call them cockroaches, but they call them... Something that doesn't sound as bad as cockroach, <laughs> but it's still a cockroach. Yeah. So we're from Michigan, and cockroaches are not, like, common there. So cockroaches are normally found in dirtier areas yeah. or, like, areas that need to be cleaned up. But in the south, specifically Texas and Florida, I mean, we only had issues, like, in Texas. They're, like, everywhere. Like, everyone has problems with them. Rich people and poor people and clean people and dirty people um, because there's so many of them. Uh, and when we were staying in Austin, which is, like, I think the, what is it? What kind of bugs are they called? Did you find it? Palmetto bugs. Yeah, palmetto. I think it's, like, the palmetto bug capital of the world or something. <laughs> <laughs> But there was so many of them there. Um, I think we got like one or yeah. two in our house. And I was like flipping out. Yeah, there was, was one like, crawling across the floor and everybody was like freaking out. Yeah. I was like, bomb the house. Yeah. <laughs> like I was more scared of that than like spiders. The mouse. I was more scared of that than the mouse. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Just um, because like where we come from, they're not as common. And yeah. you, you have that kind of like. If you have cockroaches, your house must be, like, filthy or something. <laughs> yeah. Where, like, down south, they just, they're normal. Yeah. And they just hang out. And they're still whatever. gross. They're still I mean, gross. You still, you still want to get rid of them. People will just pay a lot of money to come get them. But um, I was like, the whole house is going to be infested with these. And there was only the one. Yeah. I think maybe one. Maybe two. But I, I don't remember. I really only remember one. Yeah. Where it was, like, running down the thing. Dexter yeah. was chasing it. Yeah. It, was big, it like, fought him. Yeah. Fought him. <laughs> 
punched him in the face. Like, hey, wise guy. <laughs> but yeah, so like going to all these different spots and not just bugs, right? We have the mouse in the desert and it was a different kind. It was like a, what kind of mouse was that? Some sort of field mouse. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like a normal house mouse. Yeah. It was very friendly, very not scared of life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, you. we were in um, Utah and we had a snake right outside our house oh, yeah. on the rug. That was by Zion. It was a huge, I think it was a king snake. Yeah. I have a couple of pictures of that thing. That was wild. Yeah. Luckily it wasn't in our house. Yeah. Because I would have died. Um, but, you know, you have these different environments and things, and yep. we go to all of them. And I'm not going to give up going to them. Yeah, no. <laughs> I may, but. <laughs> Depends on how bad it gets. I'm definitely not going back to Austin. That's for sure. <laughs> and then along those same lines is outdoor exposure. So, you know, we're in a lot of natural settings. We do boondock a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and boondocking, we are, you know, in their home. We're yeah. not even in campground. So, like, at that point, we're actually in their home. Yeah, like Valley of the Gods, where we got the mouse. Yeah. And other places where we're just, like, out in nature, away from all, like, you know, commotion, cars, and all that kind of activity that kind of, like, keeps them at bay. They're just free to roam and free to explore your house. So, it's kind of a challenge. You have to decide if you're willing to, um, you know, put up with a little bit of pests. To get into those great spots. And so far we are. So far we are. Because the spots are pretty darn cool. Yeah. And we've and, had such limited yeah. uh, limited problems like that. Other than like mosquitoes. We've had, you know, obviously anywhere you go in wooded or wet areas, you're going to have mosquitoes or noceums. Like that was pretty mm-hmm. awful in Florida when we had noceums on a Thanksgiving day. Yeah. In our house. That was bad. But it's not like it was we li- lived with it for well, we did live with the bites for a couple of weeks, but we didn't live with them in our house for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's different from an RV in a house is like the ceiling and the insulation. So we have three slides mm-hmm. <laughs> that have to be able to come in and out. Yep. Um, so therefore, we have three openings <laughs> for yeah. uh, bugs. Um, so there is some things we'll talk about later that you can kind of try to seal those up a little bit better um, or try to make it less yeah. of a problem. Uh, but we also have our doors and our windows are not like regular windows, you know, like in a house. Um, so there's a lot of ways for bugs to get in and animals to get into RVs. Another challenge is having limited storage space. And when that comes into play, like most people in RV living they don't have a huge space dedicated for pesticides and pest yeah. control and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, even when it comes down to mouse traps, you have to, and if you have kids and pets, you can't just have mouse traps around. You have to, you know, be more strategic with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like that little sprayer thing that you mentioned, that thing was kind of big. Yeah. <laughs> but it might be a good idea, actually. Yeah. It was like one of the, it was like a, you know, a, Almost like they use for pesticides where it has the pump on it. Mm-hmm. You pump air into it, and then it has the little hose with a handle sprayer. Another, that's, that's not something I would carry around in the RV. Maybe we should think about it, though. I don't know. Because you could spray the outside of the RV. I can just get a regular spray bottle. We probably have one. <laughs> true, true. Another problem that RVs have is, like, our ventilation. So we have fans on the roof. We have the air conditioners. We have, you know, the vent for the... Um, furnace yeah on the outside there's a vent for our washing machine that we don't have washer dryer 
section that they can get in on. Yeah. So there's all these spots that bugs can get into that you really can't seal up too much. Now, there's some tricks that people do, but you just have to be careful that you're not messing with the actual ventilation. Yeah, when you have, like, your propane furnace and your propane water heater, they do offer accessories that, kind of like, preventative for that because um, there's, like, some some mud wasps and stuff that like to build nests in those exhaust ports. They make screens that fit over those things safely. That way it doesn't mess anything up. So that's an option for that kind of stuff. We've never really had any trouble with that. I think maybe we use our furnace enough, you know, but other people who just travel in warm places never fire up their furnace. Maybe they Mm -hmm. do have that issue or just the area that they're in. The other thing too, I just want to throw in here. I mentioned earlier windows, Um, but that is something as well that's like way different than a house. You know, we have windows that open up and there are screens, but they just kind of pop in. So it's really easy for bugs to get through that. They're not (laughs) tightly sealed like Mm -hmm. they would be in a house with like a double hung window or a slider that fits tightly that actually has some sort of R value, like some sort of insulation value where they have to be sealed up tight. The last thing I want to mention is food storage. So in an RV, you have to be a little bit more strategic on your food storage, um, which we kind of are anyways, just because of uh, the smallness of everything you Mm -hmm. want to like, like we have Tupperwares that perfectly fit now into our cabinets, which we found in Michigan when we were remodeling. Um, And we put like all of our, we kind of combine our snacks into bins so that kind of works out pretty good Mm -hmm. but you just have to be really careful and you do have to do this in a house as well um but in a house it's not as bad yeah um, because you have more room for usually have more cupboard space more uh and especially when you have like your cabinets that are above the counters you can store more stuff safely up without actually having to seal it up Mm -hmm. you're less likely to get you know mice and stuff up in hanging cabinets All right, let's get into some prevention strategies. So tips on how to prevent pests from entering your RV. First tip, sealing entry points. Now that would mostly be, in my mind, slide areas. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, I mentioned before, we have the seals around our slides are like a triple seal. So there's like three layers that all kind of like... They're rubber. They're rubber and they kind of like lay against the slide. As it goes in and out, it can... It can kind of like change direction. Um, That's where at one point in North Dakota, that's where we found a majority of our ladybugs that were hanging on. 2.8 thousand of them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Filled up a vacuum full of them. Um, And I had joked around with you and my buddy Tim because he's from the beet harvest and he's had some ladybug issues since. Uh, I said, if we go back, when we go back, I'm going to probably take some, I don't know, painter's tape or something that's like not harsh, something I can peel off. Maybe even seal up all those slide areas. Yeah, because we have our slides open for the whole two months or yeah. month or we're not, we're probably not going to do pre-harvest, so no. just month. Um, but we're going to seal up all of those slides. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, like just try, I'm, I'm going to try to minimize the access points. Yeah. Now, I did find... Because we had the one side, the driver's side of the RV was on, like, the sunny afternoon side. And that's where majority of the problem was. I'd go out there. Like, I did a little work to the RV on that side. And I would just anytime I had to go over there, when it was in the mid-afternoon in the sun, those things were just flying around like crazy. They were all over the side of the RV. Every RV 
on that sunny side had ladybug issue. Yeah, I and could look outside and you could seriously see them swarming. Yeah. It was insane. It was. <laughs> I've never and seen anything even, like it. Even our storage bays on that side, I cleaned all that stuff out, but they all had a ton of ladybugs in there. So they were crawling in and Yeah, you should cover all the in. sides so, there too with paint, painter's tape. Yeah, so just seal it up any way I can if we even go back to that area. Like hopefully I can get maybe a shadier, shadier. area. <laughs> Maybe that'll help. So that's where my main focus would be is around all the slides. That's It might seem like it's sealed up. It might be sealed up from weather and stuff. But even uh, in some windy areas, we've had just wind coming in through there. Mm -hmm. So it's not that great. Uh, maybe some RVs are better. They make some Four Seasons RVs. Maybe those are those seals are awesome. But just a normal run-of-the-mill RV, the seals probably suck. Yeah, so trying to find a way to seal those up better is important. Yep. Um, and then also you'd want to make sure or you'd want to use some of those options that are out there, like the screens and stuff for yep. the furnace area and um, the different vents and yeah. stuff. And we have the, um, I can't remember what it is, like a Camco or one of those companies that actually have like the, the vent covers that they go over, up and over all the vents. I installed all those um, and that can help a little bit. That can prevent like flying insects and stuff from building nests on your your fan vents another thing is having proper food storage so we found these amazing square uh tupperwares yep. and they were great like you can put tons of snacks in them we and they stack up really like so in in an rv in our rv and probably in some of yours you have really awkward shaped cabinets yeah um like the one that i'm talking about in ours that's really bad is it's a long well it's right next to the fridge and it's two cabinets that are tall and skinny and very deep. Yeah. And they, they don't have, like, sliding shelves or anything, which is something that I've always wanted to kind of create is, like, a, a slider mm -hmm. that comes out instead of having to reach all the way back there. But we did find these Tupperwares that kind of fit perfectly on each shelf, and they stack, and yeah. they're airtight. Yeah, they're airtight. They um, stack like two or three on top of each other and on each shelf, which yep. is really nice. And then in front of it, we have a square Tupperware that fits in front of that. So yeah. it's like perfect. Um, and the Tupperwares work great. So like all of our snacks come into the house and then go into Tupperwares. They use the space pretty well. Like yeah. very efficiently. Yep. So so we, we bring groceries in, we put them right in there and fit perfectly into these Tupperwares. Then what we did is when we were going to North Dakota, we ended up going to Costco before and we got like a whole bunch of extra snacks just so that we could have things when Tony was working, which we actually didn't end up needing because you were able to go grocery shopping when yeah. we got out of work. But the first time we went there, it didn't work out as well. Uh, so we wanted to make sure that we had some like extra snacks. Um, so we have a Tupperware that fits perfectly on the side of our bed, and it's a tote. It's not airtight, no, nope. but it, it it does seal. It has like a snap lid, and we can put some stuff in there too. And so we just have like extra snacks in that. But normally we have them actually vacuum sealed yep. or something a little bit extra in that as well. And we put some juice boxes and stuff in there and stuff like that. We actually got it and thought that it'd work out for Alaska as well. Like, yeah. Because you, you get, like, your extra tote on your Alaska trip. But... It's mostly, you, like, a dry goods bin. Mm -hmm. Like, really what it's intended for. 
What's funny is I actually was thinking about doing something like that and putting it out in one of the garages. Yeah. But now that's a big no, unless it's a complete airtight yeah, Tupperware. Exactly. Because <laughs> now I know that because we actually did have a mouse messing around that tote, but did not get in it. <laughs> he was just snacking on the snack that was laid on top of it <laughs> instead of put in it. Yep, exactly. So proper food storage is very important. I would say that was probably second to sealing up everything. Yep. And third, making sure that you're cleaning and maintaining everything. So making sure that you're not leaving, you know, your dinner on the table overnight. Yeah, a bunch of crumbs everywhere Mm -hmm. or even like spilling a little sugar. You get those little sugar crystals everywhere, even hard to see. Ants love that. Yeah. And they will find it. (laughs) Yep. I would say that like. Doing the dishes every night, you know, not leaving the dishes, especially when you're out boondocking. You know, it might not be as big of a deal if you are in a campground, but when you're boondocking, it's probably a big deal. Yeah, you're just trying to minimize all the the good smells that pests like, food bits, all that kind of stuff. And what about outside, like with your grill outside and stuff like that? So that I pretty much just cover. Um, I have had, you know, on my Blackstone, it has the grease trap on the back. I've come out and well, actually we have it on, we've had it on camera in Louisiana. We had a raccoon hanging out, like eating grease out of the grease trap because it wasn't covered. I've, I've come out and I've seen like, you know, paw prints from a cat on a night that it wasn't covered. And there's a couple little things missing, you know, a couple little dugout spots out of the grease trap. Cause you know, it's not just grease that goes in there. It's like when I clean the grill after I cook, there's like maybe little pieces of food or something yeah. that falls in, and it's just it smells great to to that's gross animals. So, so they were on our sto- on our thing that we on the lid because I always <laughs> shut the lid, but I don't always put the grill cover over the whole thing. Oh, over so, the back, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it covers the entire thing. Where I mean, that's how I collect black widows is when I cover it. <laughs> That's usually what happens, how those get there. They like yeah. to live into that cover. But, yeah, there's just been a few times where, like I said, a raccoon, we had that thing digging in the grease pit. And then maybe maybe add or two once in a while. But I normally I have it covered because I don't want it to get rained on and stuff either. Cause... And then you also have to um, think about other pests like bear. Yeah. When you're in bear country, like, I wouldn't even have I'd cook with my blackstone. I'd give it about five to ten minutes to cool off and i would put it away well you'd clean it clean completely, it completely and then put it away and in real big bear country they you would actually put it in a bear thing yeah that's what i mean i would put it in the bear box yeah not in like our, in northern not in southern RV. montana yeah yeah because i've seen videos of bears breaking into cars for like gum chewing gum and lotion and anything that smells good And then finally, what we've talked about a little bit earlier about, you know, checking your seals and making sure just regular inspections of your RV outside, like walking around the outside and looking everywhere, you know, underneath, getting underneath and seeing if there's anything that, you know, needs to be done. Yeah. And I, I will say one point of entry that you might not be able to seal up well, like class A's and stuff like that. They usually, they don't have their sewer plumbing exposed. So we have to, I, I take a little lid off of one of my bays from the bottom of it and I have to feed the sewer hose through. So there's, and it's not exactly the same size, it's a bigger hole. Pests can get up through there. So what I do, like for my power cord, I made a custom little piece that goes there. The power cord kind of slides into it. 
and it sealed around and I put it tight against the, uh, the floor of that bay. And I've done the same thing. Like in cold areas, I've kind of put stuff around that, that hole that was exposed around the sewer, but I don't do it every time. Usually not with pests in mind. Cause we usually don't have that type of problem, but if I were to identify, you know, there might be a problem, I might have to seal that up. Yeah. When you've parked in different spots, like out in the middle of nowhere, you know, in the woods um, or in the desert or something like that, it's good to do that inspection around your RV and just kind of check underneath and make sure you're not having, you don't have any hitchhikers yeah. that are hanging out. <laughs> or you don't put your uh, steps right at the fire ant mound or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Any other prevention strategies that you have, Tony? You could always look up natural solutions like a repellent. Uh, a lot of bugs don't like citronella. So if you can travel with like citronella candles, citronella oil, some people use tiki torches and we used to use citronella oil in those all the time because that was like a deterrent for mosquitoes back in Michigan. Peppermint oil is another one. Yep. We actually talk about these in the removing pest section. Okay. Um, but prevention is also important. Like if you're running peppermint oil, you probably won't get a mouse. Yeah. <laughs> so, but what's your favorite prevention strategies? Like we don't have a lot just because we haven't had a lot of problems. I mean, trust us, we're now, we're now Googling ways to prevent ladybugs before we go back to North Dakota. But what are your prevention strategies or products that you use uh, let us know at thefailers.com slash messages. We'll even play your story on the next podcast or one of our podcasts. Or if you don't want it played, just let us know and we won't play it. But we would love to still hear your stories on how you get rid of pests. Yeah. All right, let's talk about removing them. If you haven't prevented them and they're in your house, <laughs> how do you remove them? Step one, identify your pest. Yeah. We did this actually with the mouse. We looked it up right away to see what kind of mouse it was. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if that really, if that really matters. To be honest, we're just a curious, <laughs> curious family. Um, but we looked up the type of mouse that it was, and maybe it is important because you can find out what they like and what they don't like and how to get rid of them. I will say they pretty much all like peanut butter. <laughs> true. So you can use natural and non-toxic solutions, um, essential oils. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but peppermint oil, eucalyptus, citronella. These can all deter pests, um, including spiders and mosquitoes so, mm -hmm. and mice. Using a vinegar solution, a mix of water and vinegar can deter ants and insects. And it's also good for cleaning with it as well. Yep. I know it works for the ladybugs. They don't like to crawl on the surfaces that have been cleaned with the vinegar yep, water. Exactly. So uh, One thing that we read about the ladybugs is they release, as they travel around, they release pheromones and other ladybugs follow that. Yeah, they're attracted to it. That's why you get a lot of them following the same paths. Yep. So. Or in the same area. Yeah. Make up a mixture of that, spray it on a little wash rag and wipe down the areas that they like to hang out. Another thing to use is diatomaceous earth. Uh, that works on ants, roaches, other little insects that are pests. And it's um, a powder yep. that you can like sprinkle around. And I think it's pretty non-toxic. To be honest, we've never used this. I'm like, like we've said, we don't really have a lot of problems. So we haven't had to use these things, but I know I've been told about it before. Yeah, And we've but seen it before. What you can do is you can sprinkle it around your tires and your jacks because yep. then they really have no way of getting in and your sewer, I guess. Yeah, pretty much anything that touches the ground that go is attached to your RV. You want you can sprinkle it around. I've I've seen people use like seven dust, which is I think more of a pesticide, like harsher chemical. 
there's the sprays you hook up to your hose. Like if you're at a RV park, obviously this is might something you might want to try. If you have ants or something, you can spray that stuff around. But on the other hand, if you have a lot of pets or kids and stuff that walk around out there in those affected areas, you might not want to use that harsh chemical. And you definitely don't want to use it if you're boondocking or out in yeah, no. nature. No. <laughs> um, and as far as the campground goes, you might want to ask if it's okay. Another option are traps and bait. So we have mouse traps. Yep. Which are sad. Like snap traps. They're pretty much the most effective. I mean, the, the worst ones are like the glue traps and stuff like that. <laughs> Don't use those either. <laughs> yeah, those are kind of nasty. Um, but depends on what you're trying to get. I know. It's funny. When at the house, I didn't care about those because those were like house mice. Yeah. But this one was so cute. Yeah. I actually told Tony, we should probably keep him. Like, yeah. get, a, no. get a cage for him because he was so cute and he was so, like, friendly. I couldn't get over how friendly he was. Like, I just pictured him riding around on a motorcycle. He was, like, already a pet. He was. He's already a pet. You know, like, I think they have humane traps yeah. for well, mice. I've seen them uh, where they have, they, it's just, I saw an ad or something. It was like a lid for a five-gallon bucket, and it has a little trap door. So you put little, oh. you sprinkle food at one spot, and the mice, they crawl up a little ladder even, <laughs> right up to the, the lid that falls. As soon as they put weight on it, they fall in. Oh, okay. So and then you just have to get rid of the you bucket. You get rid of them somehow, yeah, after that. So there are some humane ways. Maybe do that or at least tell us you're doing that. That's why I told Tony. I'm like, just tell the kids and tell me that you did it humanely. <laughs> um, there's ant bait traps. If you have like an ant problem, they can yep. crawl in the little thing. They actually have two different kinds where they die right away and then they have the kind that they die once they go home. They take it back with them, yeah. Mm -hmm. They carry some sort of chemical back with them and then it eradicates the nest or something. I don't know. And then they have fly traps. Now, we've used these, and they are awful. And they're nasty. You can't touch them. You, yeah. Like, if you put them in some place that's like a walkway, I bumped into them and like got <laughs> glue on me. It's so nasty. And the maybe the couple times we've tried fly traps, like the fly, fly tape or whatever it is, like the little coils, they didn't even work that well. Well, I think that's because we live in an RV, so we live in such a small area that you put the fly traps off to the side or out of yeah. the way. So that's that we not, don't run into so it. So that we don't run into it. And that's not the point with the fly traps. You yeah. want them like right out in the open so the fly gets stuck to it. But they actually have, if you Google it on Amazon, they have some that are really cool now. They, that, you know, sit, you know, it's like um, you plug it in and mm. it attracts them and then they fall, they go in behind. So you don't even see them. Like there's oh. like a little cover and you don't see them. It's still kind of gross because you have a whole bunch of flies in this thing. Yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't do that. I just, you know, get the... We just swat them. Yeah, get the electric one. Yeah. The electric swatter and swat those things. Another thing for flying insects uh, is the bag traps. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of those for flies and bees and stuff, or like yellow jackets even. They have those for ladybugs too. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to have to stock up on those. Um, but I've seen those outside of RVs and different places where they're just like full of <laughs> thousands of flies, so... Those things clearly work. We just never used them. Never really had that big of a fly problem, to be honest. Some other things to think about, too, um, in this section is once you get those pests out, you'll want to make sure you seal up the areas or the way that they got in. Yep. So we still need to figure out how that one mouse got in yeah. <laughs> and seal that up. We haven't messed around with it because we haven't had a scare again, but we should probably. Knock on wood, yeah. We should probably do that. We should find out how he got in and seal it up. Another thing, make sure, again, that you're keeping everything nice and clean and 
avoid attracting pests back to your RV. Try to do the non-toxic options, especially if you have kids or pets. And then also securing it after, like with, when you're not using it. You know, where yeah. are you going to put it when you're not using it? So just make sure when you, you know, you're not using those things, if you're not using the mouse traps or if you're not using one of the chemicals that you're using, yeah. that it's secured properly away from your dogs and cats and kids. And then the final tip here is if you have a large enough or difficult to manage infestation, you might need to call the big dogs. Yep. The call pros. the pros, yeah. <laughs> like if you have a termites or something like that serious. I don't know. These ladybugs are kind of getting to that point. <laughs> yeah. We have one to do the bomb thing where like, it, you know, you put it off and it's like a smoke kind like of a, bomb. It's a fogger. Yeah. Which it doesn't sound good to me at all. Like, no. I don't want to coat my whole house in, like, yeah. nasty fog. They do have them. That I've seen them, people do them for RVs, but you have to take all your stuff out, like yeah. all your, your food and your plates and everything, and it'd be awful. But desperation <laughs> calls for Yeah, <laughs> I'm not that desperate yet. I I just use the vacuum and suck up the I'm pretty desperate. I'm looking at professional help already <laughs> we again we want to hear your stories though so if you have ways of removing pests that do not include breaking their necks um let us know <laughs> at the com slash message all right so we put together like an rv pest proofing checklist just a quick one uh that you could go through when making sure your rv is buckled down mm-hmm so checking your seals and the gaps, um, windows, doors, vents, external entry points like your sewer, water, power cords, if you're spending Starlink time in cord. Starlink even. Now, as far as the seals go, you can, there's sprays to, to condition those to keep the seals nice and soft and pliable, and that helps. But um, sometimes they can tear or they can rip or cause or crack, you know, if they're older. They can crack, and that can allow a space for, a, you know, bugs and stuff to get in. So keep an eye on that stuff and just inspect that stuff regularly. Inspect the undercarriage. Look for openings, like where pipes or wires come through. Uh, fan you can, areas where the yep, fan is. You can seal gaps with, uh, if it's on the roof, you can use, like, the lap sealant or silicone or whatever you might have possible, even some sort of... Uh, like you turn a bond tape if it's some sort of a rip or tear in the roof or something like that. So underneath you can use maybe even spray foam or something like that if it's not like a area where it's near like exhaust or something hot. Don't spray foam your slides. Don't spray foam your sides. I'm second <laughs> undercarriage if there's any type of gap yeah, or hold. crack where a wire goes through. I mean, that's how they build them from the factory anyways. They just don't use the uh, tacky white one. They use black. Yeah. It's fancier. Make sure you check your roof and make sure all the seams and all of those are intact. You probably won't get a lot of stuff coming in that way, but you could. Squirrels and birds. One thing, another thing to mention on the slides, if you have slide covers and if you're parked in one spot for a long time, uh, critters, birds, squirrels, all kinds of things can build nests in between that slide and slide cover. So oh, that's yeah. another thing to keep an eye on. Even bugs. You might have, a, like, a bee build a little nest or something there. Before moving, you should always clean thoroughly. So vacuum and wipe down all the surfaces inside your house from the crumbs and residue. 
Um, dry any wet areas, like in the bathroom, kitchen areas, to avoid attracting pests. Make sure your food's all secure. And you should check all those things that Tony just mentioned, you know, like between the slide, you know, and the slide cover. Make mm-hmm. sure you don't have anything up there. Um, make sure nothing's holding on underneath, like raccoons, like holding on. Yep. Like, I'm going to ride with you. <laughs> make sure you don't have any bird nests. I know we, there was somebody we were following at one point and they had a bird nest, like bird, uh, like a rare bird. Yeah, they were in a state park or national park <laughs> campground and a bird some sort of endangered bird built a nest on their RV and then they couldn't move. Yeah, like they made like, them stay there. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't disturb the nest until the birds like fledged or whatever. <laughs> and then when you arrive at a new location, you should definitely survey your site. Make sure you're not getting next to an ant hill, like Tony said. Make sure you don't put your steps right on a red ant hill or that there's no rodent burrows or snake holes or yeah. which depend you know, I mean we've we've boondocked a lot of desert areas where there are, like, the shrub bushes and stuff around, and up right underneath that, it's, like, little holes all over. Clearly, there's been some sort of life there. <laughs> um, but, obviously, you can't check them all. Just maybe try to park as far away from stuff like that as you can. Yeah, or just be aware of it so you can keep an yeah. eye on it. Look for feet prints every morning. Yeah. <laughs> You can set up some physical barriers like screens on the windows. Make sure your screens are in. Um, make sure your doors or, um, you know, whatever. Sometimes people use those lights around their RV. I don't yep. know if that works or what, but you could try it. And then natural deterrents like that peppermint oil that was mentioned earlier or citronella for mosquitoes. Number four on the checklist is regular maintenance. Keeping your interior clean, especially the kitchen area. Yep. And making sure that you're doing monthly inspections, you know, rechecking your seals, your undercarriage, and roof for any gaps or damage. Another tip, manage your waste. Uh, make sure you're regularly disposing of your garbage and keeping the waste area clean. Uh, I know, like, when we boondock, sometimes it's harder to get rid of garbage, but you don't want it sitting around, so. Not even in your car. Yeah, not even, yep, exactly. <laughs> but I, we've also, like, I've had it, I've taken it from the RV to the Jeep, set it on like the front bumper with intentions to take it in an hour when I was going to town or whatever. And in that time I came out and there was a hole already ripped in, in the bag, you know, so sometimes it doesn't take long. It might've been a bird. It might've been a squirrel. Or... Remember we had a squirrel like messing with us once and we were like there and there was like, it was like sitting on our steps. Oh yeah. Yep. It, I was, I think I was trying to get into some of our trash that night too. Yep. There was a trash can, trash bag outside. Yep. And like I mentioned before, we've had, we've had raccoons. Uh, we actually had a raccoon uh, in Michigan, yeah, right in your parents' backyard. We had a. They got into a Tupperware. Yeah, it was a sealed tote <laughs> that we had our grill. We, our, we have a, grill. We have a camp stove and some uh, other little things in there, but for the jeep. So like, if we're going on a jeep trail, we just put that tote in the jeep. Yep. But um, I had taken that out yeah. of the jeep from a from a trail that we did, and we had hot dog buns in there. And it opened the thing, and it had a feast. It opened the tote, and it was yep. not. It was one of those like latch ones. Yep, they're clever, and the, and they're <laughs> just for buns. <laughs> That's crazy to me. Yeah. So don't just because it's just because it's in a bag or a bin or tote or something doesn't mean it's safe. Yeah, true. So make sure all that stuff's locked down or just taken care of as soon as possible. 
Number five is for those people that are only using their campers or RVs for vacations. Yeah. And then or- they go back to their house. So you're storing your RV um, or you have like downtime or you're going on like a out of country trip or, or something like or that. Or even like snowbirds or something like that where you just use it seasonally. Or even if you live in your RV but you're doing like an out of country trip where yeah. you're just leaving for, yeah. you know, a month or something, you want to make sure that you're doing um, you know, a deep clean before you long term and that's like extra cleaning, cl- cleaning it really thoroughly and making sure that all those openings and windows and vent covers and all of that is like closed up somehow. Yep, exactly. And then you can put in things like there's tips I've seen. You I've know, seen soap. Irish Spring yeah. soap. <laughs> put funny the, we you both know, said that. Yeah, put that around uh, certain places like openings where they could possibly get in. I don't know if that works or not. Like you can also add in some moisture absorbing things. I think what are those things called that you got? Damp red. Yeah, where it soaks in the water so that there's no moisture in the room. That helps. A- you know, helps keep away the past as well. Yeah, they're kind of like little buckets. All right, moving on. Number six on the checklist, pet food storage. Don't forget to secure your dog food very well. We have a airtight... Dog food container. It's like one of those that you get for like a horse, actually. Yep, it has yeah. a screw-on lid. It seals. It has a rubber seal included mm-hmm. on the lid. And so pretty- And it fits a whole, a whole bag of dog food. You also want to make sure you're doing regular grooming with your dogs, especially if you're in an area that has like ticks and stuff like that you want to make sure you're not bringing in ticks or fleas into your house yep and then the last thing is to do your research on your chemical versus natural treatments obviously it's 100 percent better to do the natural there are cases though that you may have to go with a chemical you have to go nuclear (laughs) you have to go nuclear um so definitely do your research there but there is a lot of natural alternatives that i think you could probably make do with those So like we've said, we've been fortunate enough to only have a few pest issues. However, these tips uh, will make sure that you don't end up having any issues, hopefully. And I think we need to actually go through and do some of these, to be honest, just to make sure. We haven't had that mouse problem again, but now I'm, I'm over here thinking, like, why didn't we... Make, try to find out how that mouse got in. Well, like, did I he, looked did around. He chew, did he chew a hole to get in? I don't <laughs> think so. I mean, I looked around where I saw him the first time hanging out, and I just don't know where he would have come from. It had to come from, like, the engine bay area, uh, and it's just as if he did, that's a spot that I just can't get to. It's in between, like, the front grill and the firewall and the inner firewall where your desk starts. Well, so, we'll just have to look. I don't know where <laughs> he would have come from. Out. I have no idea. But either way, um, dealing with pests in an RV presents unique challenges. It can be very hard, but it's not impossible. Hopefully, these tips help you. Yeah, as long as you're taking preventative measures, especially if you're in an area where there could be a pest problem, like North Dakota. Florida. Or in North the- Dakota is probably not a common one, to be honest. I don't know. Those... <laughs> It's common for us. <laughs> but anywhere you have agriculture, you're going to have insects. True. I guess true. Maybe that's why. But I was thinking, like, Florida, you're going to have those ants. I mean, everyone complains about ants and mosquitoes and no seams. No seams are a little harder to deal with, but. Texas, you know, you have your issues there. Yep. Take steps like sealing your entry points, keeping your food properly stored, airtight containers as much as possible. Obviously, you can't do everything like that, but regular cleaning 
and that should mitigate a lot of potential for yeah pest. Like I said, we've lived in an RV since 2019, and we've been in New Orleans, we've been in Florida, Texas, yep, and we've only had three issues, so we're pretty lucky. Yeah, I will say. Knock on wood. <laughs> for this issue, though, your stories really do matter to us. We'd love to hear your success stories or your challenges. Tell us that we're not the only ones that have had uh, ladybug problems. And if you have a tip for the dang ladybugs, please let us know. We need all the tips. Send us all the tips for ladybugs. You could be our hero. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Otherwise, we're just going room to room with a vacuum. <laughs> they like, so I'll tell you. So what I think is happening is I think they hibernated or something. And then every day when it gets hot, they like come out of their yeah. hibernation or something. I don't know. So we have like a surround shower. Between the uh, shower and the ceiling is like an opening. And I think they're coming out of there. I think they're like in there somehow. I don't know if it's open behind the shower or what. But sometimes when I'm taking a shower and it gets hot and the steam starts coming up, it'll like, I see them crawling out. I'm like, seriously? Just yeah, to take and a they shower. like <laughs> on a sunny day. They like to hang out in that skylight. Yeah, yep. That's where I usually get them. So, give us your tips, please. Next week we are going to have a post about our 2024 goals. I'm really excited about it. Mm -hmm. Travel plans. Travel plans for 2024. So we'll talk about that next week. Thank you so much for listening. We love it if you'd head over to iTunes and give us a five star review. We just read one that made us smile, and I thought we would share it. So this is from Mac Lady New York. Great podcast. Just found these guys when I did a search for Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Listen to their episode. It was informative and funny. Their sound quality is great. <laughs> <laughs> After one episode and checking out their website, I decided to follow them and have my Apple Podcast app automatically download their new episodes. And I'll go back and start listening to their old ones. Looking forward to hearing more. Love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Leave your reviews. It brings a smile to all of our faces. And, uh, yeah. And everybody loves that, our Upper Peninsula podcast. I know. It's like such our, a I popular think that, podcast. Those are our best podcasts ever. Yeah, it was. It was one of our, po it was one of our most downloaded episodes yeah. was the Upper Peninsula. It's because it's such an amazing place. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much. But yeah, leave us a five-star review and maybe we'll read your review on our podcast. Anything else? Nope, I think that's a wrap. Bye. Bye. An RV can vary from a ho house? Home? No? No, that doesn't sound good. Let's, say, let's think of a different one. Yeah, because there's like smaller areas for them to go. I don't know. <laughs> Are you happy with that? Good enough. Okay. <laughs> like that real <laughs> when you're scared and your husband's just existing. Nice. <laughs> Actually, that's the next one. Oh, so cool. Wait for that one. Yeah. What do they call them? Uh, uh, they call them. Um... I could hear you yawning on that last. No, podcast. you couldn't. Yes, I could. One of the times. Um, but one of them is, uh, like that, what is that stuff called? That, that, it's, diet. it's that right word. Or what where? Oh, I don't know. Them following <coughs> the same. That's why you gotta, you know.
So that's what we can do is what we can. And then when you arrive at a new clo- lo- Whoa. 